0: Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me. I have Amy Williams, and I met Amy at the gym and then I found her on Instagram, and she has just the most hilarious Instagram account. She is so, you are so funny, Amy. You are (laughs) hilarious. Your reels are just. You guys have to follow her just for pure joy. Like it is just, you're so funny. She's an incredible athlete too. I've always been impressed with you when I see you at the gym. You go, you. you, you get in, you work hard and you just always have a smile on your face. Always chatting with everybody. Everybody. Happy to be there. Yes. I love it. I love it. People like you are the reason why I don't like working out at home.
1: I know you need the life. You need the energy. You need, even if you don't talk to anybody, you need just the life around you.
0: Yes. I am very much one of those. I tried to do the whole, well, I think we all had to for a while with COVID, right? Oh, and I did it for years. I'm so impressed when when people can just lift at home. I am because I feel like I need the energy Mm -hmm. of other people, Mm -hmm. like seeing you, like, Doing the leg press and your husband has to crawl up on top of it to add some weight. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> For <the> like, shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I need to load another 45 plate on there. Like, somebody, somebody small want to hop on here? Oh, how maybe maybe do a child. You like? Hop on. like, it's, yeah. I love it. So, well, I was so excited to have you on because, I mean, we've already kind of chatted about this off air, if you will. But yeah, you, you just, you have a light about you. Oh, thanks, Lindsay. I wanted to have, um, those that listen to the podcast be introduced to you, number one. And then, um, also Amy just went through, I would call it a very traumatic experience.
1: (laughs) It was a little traumatic.
0: I won't lie. Okay. So let's start from the beginning, Amy, and you can introduce yourself. Like, so your background is in fitness you've been an instructor for how long
1: I've been I've been teaching weightlifting classes for about three years now I've been on my I've been I've been active my whole life but I've been been on my own personal fitness journey since my sixth baby was born and he is he'll be five on January 1st so I've been in into my own my own transformation or whatever for about five years <laughs> just kind of things that just kind of happen and I just kind of roll with
0: it mm-hmm Before we talk about what happened though, I don't know if you had talked to my husband at the gym or whatever, but were you prepping for a show that got canceled because of COVID? Yes.
1: Yes. I, after my first initial, like, you know, weight, weight loss, I started getting questions at the gym of people asking me, Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And do you have an Instagram account? At that point I didn't, but then I decided to create one just, you know, help answer questions. And then I got the, some of the questions I got at the gym were, do you compete? And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I, I had no idea what competing was. So I, I had some friends that kind of introduced me to it and I thought, you know what, why not give it a try? So I prepped for, uh, prepped for my very first show, um, the wellness division and the MPC that's, you know, the bigger legs and glutes and stuff. Anyway, my peak week, they call it the, the week of the show, it got canceled mm. March, 2020. I didn't know what I was going to do at that point. I was like, do I just give up? Like I pretty much made it, but I didn't make it anyway. Um, my coach pushed me through and he's like, just finish it out. Um, and I had rebounded a little bit and, you know, put on some body fat. So I kind of had to reprep. Again and finally competed in August of 2020. But that is the only time I've competed. I haven't done one since.
0: How was that? What was your overall experience? Because I feel like you have a very healthy. I feel like you have a very healthy like outlook on time in the gym. Your love of just moving your body, um, being your strongest self. What was your overall experience with, with prepping?
1: Overall. I would say that it was a very good learning experience. The thing is, is I didn't know anything about prep or competing when I just dove right into it. And it's probably a good thing that I didn't. And I learned along the way <laughs> because I feel like it's, it's a, it's an extreme sport and you have to take it to extreme levels. Like you, there when you do that type of competing, there really is no balance with fitness and your personal life. It's literally all fitness, um, food, everything, your whole life, and it's 100% all the time. It's not a 80-20 balance. It's, you're on 100%. So, I mean, it, it's really good in that aspect that it teaches you discipline and everything about your body. But I feel like with there being no balance, it can open the doors to... Some underlying issues like you know body dysmorphia, eating disorders, and other things like that, because it you have to be in a very disciplined, almost obsessive mindset in order to go through prep. Yeah, I I would say it was a very good learning experience, and I wouldn't. uh, There's things I I would uh, I couldn't have learned any other way, and I probably will never do another show because of what it did to me mentally. And just, I feel like it wasn't very healthy for myself personally.
0: Oh, I love how sincere you were in, in sharing that because I think you nailed it. It, because you have to push to such an extreme, it does, it opens up maybe things that you never thought underlying issues you never thought were there. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. And all of a sudden, because of that extreme, it's like ooh, now you're thinking about things you never would have thought about before.
1: Exactly. I've always been pretty confident in my um, in myself and in my body, and then once I got to that level of lean, and then when you you have to come out of it,
0: you have to.
1: Yeah, you have to come out of it because it's not healthy to stay there. Just the pure feeling of you know putting on a little bit of body fat. It just because you feel. I would say fluffy or bloated or you feel fat. I hate using that term, but yeah. you do. It messes with you mentally. And then there is unavoidable body dysmorphia that comes along with it. And you start nitpicking. I mean, people talk about like prep goggles that they have on. And it's true. It's true. You you completely uh, mess with your image of yourself. And I feel like the farther away I've gotten from my show, the healthier I am and the happier I am and then I'm not you know nitpicking my body uh, cuz you get to this perfectionist level cuz it is a very subjective sport where you you know you're com- it's about how you look and you're comparing against others so i mean there's some things that are unavoidable about that
0: for a lot of women who already struggle i mean you they a lot of women don't have to do a show to jump into that mindset right you yes, yes, just get yes, on absolutely. instagram and start scrolling yeah. Yes, and it can be very hard on you. 100%. Okay, I'm so glad we talked about that. <laughs> there, because I, I say so often that health is for everybody. Uh, fitness, it, it, it may not be, depending on what your definition of fitness is, right? Right. But fitness, when we start going and shooting for aesthetic goals, especially leaning towards extreme lean, or even just yes. really lean, right? Yes. Um, and yes. that can vary per woman like where that where that lands like for me like 15% body fat i don't, that's like that's a real like that's low for me and that's stage lean and mentally that's hard for me to come out of too but 17 18% i can live there and i'm perfectly healthy in mind and body another woman getting to 17 18 is mentally maybe unhealthy.
1: Everybody is different in the level of uh, body fat required for each individual person for, you know, uh, healthy hormone levels and just all those kinds
0: of things. It varies. It varies. It totally does. And that's always a hard question for me to answer when I get it. When women are like, okay, well at what point of body fat will I be unhealthy? I'm like, well, I don't know because somebody (laughs) like that's kind of a crazy question. And yet I get it a lot so i'm like there can be somebody who is at 30% body fat and honestly mentally they may be very unhealthy because mm-hmm. i think health is mind and body yes
1: it's all intertwined it's all intertwined and and i mean some people may need more in order to have their energy at their at, you know optimal energy optimal like hormones you know all of the things so it it depends and honestly there's no one size fits all for that kind of
0: thing. But that's hard when you're competing against like a one size, right? When you have in your mind, well, this one size is where I'll find happiness because look at that girl on Instagram. She's that size. She seems so happy. Life seems so great.
1: And I also kind of have an issue with that because a lot of competitors, it's funny when I've shared my personal experience and my struggles, I should say, because it's hard to share your weaknesses and your struggles. I will admit that. But Mm -hmm. when I share, you know, my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities, my struggles, people will reach out to me and be like, yes, I'm going through that same thing. Like I felt those exact feelings, but yet they don't publicly share those all. I think the issue I have is they just post themselves at their very leanest saying that all is good when really it's not all good. And that is where the issue lies because then people see that and they think, oh, that's normal. I want to look like that. She looks like that when they don't realize what goes on behind it and the sacrifices and the mental games and the constantly chasing that lean where they're never satisfied with themselves. I think that that is, you know, what goes along with that.
0: Oh yeah. Just living in the gap. Right, mm-hmm. just constantly mm-hmm. living in this gap of I know where I want to be, I know where I am, and I'm just going to live here in this gap and always be chasing something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a hard place to. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard because then there's also I love striving for a new goal. Right. Absolutely. Goals are fun. So it's that hard balance of how do I keep perspective love myself all while striving to hit a goal.
1: And I think that like takes practice too. I mean, you don't just like get to a certain point and you're automatically, I feel great. I'm happy. I I am where I'm perfectly content. I think it takes practice and how you talk to yourself and how you, you know, talk positively to yourself. It's, it's amazing how much that will affect your outlook on things. When you say, I feel good. I feel strong. I you know, I love that I'm able to do this. I love that I'm capable. And instead of just staring in the mirror and nitpicking like, Oh, I've got some rolls in my back or I've got this and this and this. So the way you talk to yourself regarding all of that stuff makes a
0: huge, huge difference. Mm. That is so, so true. The stories that we tell ourselves in our mind, it uh-huh. really, it, they are <laughs> so incredibly powerful. Wow. Yes, okay. Yes. Well, I'm so glad we talked about that. And I brought up, I, I completely forgot until now that you had done that show. So you said you're not going to, that was, it was a good experience. It's kind of like how I feel with, I ran a marathon once. I'm like, yeah, that was, that was a good, it was was a good,
1: experience.
0: good experience. Never do that again. <laughs>
1: You know what I like to say it was it was a really good learning experience and it an awesome accomplishment it was like climbing Mount Everest I did it I accomplished it but I don't want to live there Ooh
0: I love I don't that don't want
1: to I don't want to live there come back no down No one wants to live know?
0: on Everest right <laughs> Yes. You yes. can't survive there you can't thrive there nobody exactly, wants to.
1: Exactly exactly Nobody wants
0: to live there Oh I love that that's a great analogy I'm not one of those that can keep a six pack year round so I just oh, like, neither can I. <laughs> I I go, I go in and out. It's like, oh, sometimes I'm really lean and it's fun to be here. But majority of the year, I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't want to track my food so meticulously. Yeah, I yeah. want to enjoy other things. It doesn't mean that just because I can't track my food and every tiny little thing that I don't think about my food at all or that I don't go to the gym, or I don't stay active.
1: It's all about being mindful. Yeah. And you get to a certain point where you can just kind of be mindful of it. And that is the happy maintenance life I, I think is awesome to live. And you feel balanced and you can go out to dinner with friends. I mean, you know, you could think about, oh, did I have dessert every single day? Or are we just doing it on Friday? It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: there's There's some slack. There's some slack.
0: Yes. And that is such a beautiful place to live. Oh my goodness. Oh, for sure. So I never did a show, but I prepped once.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yes, I prepped and I, instead of ending with me, I, I couldn't do the whole posing thing. I'm just not comfortable with it, but, um, instead of ending with that, I ended with a fitness photo shoot. Hey, I think that's perfect. It it was great because I didn't need to be compared to anybody else. I Mentally, I wouldn't have been, ha- handled that very well. Mm-hmm. But um, I did it at the same time as Alex. He was doing a show. In fact, he did like two shows in a row. And that was the stupidest thing in the world for both parents.
1: Oh my gosh, you're probably Can so you angry. imagine that? <laughs> Everyone was grumpy. <laughs> Everyone because me and Alex were just
0: like hangry oh all the time.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yes. It was the stupidest thing ever. We're like, why did we do this? This is so- at first we're like this will be so much fun to go through the torture together and I'm like, oh no. Gosh. This was stupid. Our children need one
1: sane parent. Uh-huh, this is so like, dumb. Really? When you cut like that, man, you are, it messes with you. And you get grumpy, you get tired, you get, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a thing. Well, you nailed it when you called it an extreme sport. And I feel like more people need to hear that it's an extreme sport because you go to extreme levels of mm-hmm. low body fat. You don't stay there. You have to get out of it. And then I, I feel like more needs to... More assessment needs to happen. I agree before a prep coach puts a woman into prep. I
1: I absolutely agree, and I've actually I used to coach um, people one on one, and that I had a few people. Um, I have one friend in particular that she really really wanted to do a show, and working with her, I worked with her almost a year. Um, I just would t- kind of talk her through it. and I'm like, you know what? You need to get to a healthy place mentally before you even think mm-hmm. about that. And I think that that's what coaches need to do. Just be like, Hey, you know, really say, this is what you're getting into. This is going to be, um, what you're going to go through. And I mean, you can do that all you want to as a coach, but truly until these people experience that, they just, they don't understand really. But I think that prepping them as much as you can beforehand is, is absolutely
0: critical. Yep. 100%. 100%.
1: Cause I didn't realize my period was going to stop until I was like close to prep or close to my show, I mm-hmm. should say. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my period stopped. And I reached out to my coach and he's like, Oh yeah, that's normal. I'm all, Oh, okay. Cause I, I got nothing. I got no information on, you know, what, what was the going to happen. I just learned along the way.
0: Yeah. I think as, uh, shows are becoming, I, I call them like the new marathon. It used to be that a Mm -hmm. marathon, you did a marathon and people were like, whoa, now it's kind of like you do a triathlon and it's like, whoa. And, and now it's like you do a show and people are so impressed and it is really cool. And it can be better. Yeah. It can be really empowering, but man, it can really, um, yeah, mess with your mind. That's for sure. It
1: really can, and it is absolutely unavoidable. And people Mm -hmm. think that, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. But you take your body down to such an extreme level that it, it, even the strongest person, will still be affected by it. I mean, if you know um, Tara Garrison, do you know who she is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Coach. Yeah, she went through the same thing first show, and she's one of the most mentally strong women ever in it. It messed with her too.
0: <laughs> yep. It really is so hard. And I always say it takes a special person to come in and, and get out on the other side and, and be able to look back and say, okay, that's where like, yeah, just know yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Know yourself. Exactly. Know yourself. Yeah. Okay. Amy, let's talk about the most. Re- so that was an ex- a recent exciting event. And then you had another recent exciting event. Where were you, by the way? Because you went to some—was it an island? Like where was okay, that? This, gym?
1: I wouldn't say I wouldn't say this event was exciting, but
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, okay,
1: it was very memorable.
0: Yes, that, that's a better word. <laughs>
1: yes, so I got um, I got asked to go on a trip with a company called Bucked Up, the supplement company. So my husband and I went on a trip with them to Mexico. So we went to Tulum which is about uh, a couple hours from Cancun. If you've heard of the Tulum jungle gym there, it's this awesome gym on a beach. It's just right off of the beach. And they have like this Fred Flintstone like equipment, you know, it's uh, wooden and just, I don't know. It, it's really, it's really neat. It's beautiful. Anyhow. So we were there with my group. Um, it was the last day of our trip. Well, second to last day, I should say. Um, and I was there with my group we actually only had half, half of the group there. They had, you know, you know, their top influencers slash ambassadors there. And so my husband wasn't there with me. Anyway, we, uh, we were working out, you know, just enjoying the gym, enjoying the scenery, um, getting content because it was beautiful. And I, I was doing an exercise. I was doing hip thrusts, my favorite. And then there was a squat rack right next to me. And uh, there was a girl who was unloading the squat rack and she unloaded, there were uh, three plates on each side of the squat rack. She took off all three plates on one side, causing the other three plates on the other side to tip and they fell on my hand and cut off the top of my finger. <laughs>
0: okay. So I saw the, well, you can't exactly see the, the video but I thought you were like helping her unload or something, but you were totally doing.
1: I was totally separate doing my own thing. I was just sitting on the ground. I had just finished (gasps) a set of hip thrusts and I had, and I was pulling the weights into me because it was a very small gym and the equipment was close together. And I was pulling the weight in and I had my hand resting on the four plates that I was hip thrusting. And then her three plates (gasps) fell down and hit my hand And cut off the top of my finger. And it was so weird because you know we've we've all we've all slammed our hand in between weights before and and it hurts. hurts. So when the weights fell on my hand, I it felt just like that. I mean it hurt real bad. It felt like I just slammed my fingers really bad. So then when I looked at my hand and I saw that my fingertip was gone and the bone was sticking out, I was I couldn't believe Ah. it. I I was like my my finger's gone. I just absolutely couldn't believe it. So anyhow, I, I was fine. I did not go into shock. Everybody asked, Did you go into shock? Yeah. No, yeah. so it it definitely hurt and I felt it all and I I kept a clear head. So anyway, we picked up my finger off the ground and I went and sat down and my first thought was, oh my gosh, I got to take a video of this to send it to my husband. <laughs> oh, cause he wasn't there. He wasn't there. And oh, so I, gosh. and so I, I had my hand on a towel and I was sitting there and I just hurried and took a, took a video. And then I started to get like, oh, I felt sick. I felt a little woozy. And, um, I was like, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta lay down because I started to feel kind of gross, but I never did pass out or anything, but the whole situation was, I mean, they all handled it very calmly.
0: That is, well, I saw some of the video and people, they were helping you out, trying to, it felt like they were trying to keep their spirits up. You're, Uh you were, you were you. Amy, you're just (laughs) like, you lose a finger and you're just, you happy, smiley. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I was
1: happy. I was very just like stone faced because I mean, it hurt, it hurt. And I was very, very oh grateful gosh. that um, they brought me some ice. That is the only way that I was able to keep my wits about me. It was they, oh. they brought me some ice. And so I was like, just numb the heck out of <laughs> my fingers yeah. as we were figuring out where to go. Was. Where
0: do you go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We were on a a beach in Mexico. So everyone was calm, handled the situation. Um, they, they talked to Greg and then I, I love my friend, Larissa. I was so grateful that she filmed it all for me because I love that kind of stuff. And I took that first video and then I felt gross. And so I was so grateful that she was able to like, you know, document it all for me and so I can show my husband and yeah. show my kids. But, um, anyway, so There was a, there was a hospital close by and it was a little sketchy. So we were told to go to a different hospital that was about 30 minute drive away. And we went to that hospital. That was a very, very unique experience. They told me I couldn't save the fingertip because the whole time I thought, oh, they'll just sew it back on and we'll all be dandy. Uh No, they, they told me they couldn't save it. And I, I cried. I was very Mm -hmm. sad because I, I play the piano. And, oh, I didn't know that I was worried about being able to play the piano. So, um, I was sobbing there in the hospital bed thinking, oh my gosh, the reels are going to be so funny <laughs> when I don't have a <laughs> fingertip. So oh. anyway, it was, they, they stitched it up there, fixed it there. And, you know, I've just been
0: working my way through it ever since. What about playing the piano? Have you been able to, it's still, I mean, when did this happen? This was just like a,
1: it's, it was about eight weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's been eight, it's been eight weeks and it's like, it's healed up pretty good right now. Uh, it's basically just to a little, it's almost till just like a stump, <laughs> stump stage, but it's very sensitive to the touch and it, and I don't have a ton of grip strength. It's getting it's getting there, but no, I can't play the piano right now. They said it's going to be about a year before I get you know my full grip and my dexterity back.
0: Oh, okay, with that finger. In the meantime, what are you doing for grip? Are you just avoiding pulls or pull movements or?
1: For a long time, I I couldn't do anything, and then I got like a, a metal hook grip that would oh. hold hold the weight for me, but I couldn't hold a lot because it would pull on my hand. You know, it was just the pressure on my oh, gotcha on my hand, but um. I I used that for a while, and then now I've basically upgraded/slash downgraded to just a leather a leather grip that helps me hold the weight. But we're 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 working on it. We're working on it. I'm still I'm still using grips,
0: but that is crazy. When I first heard, it's funny because I messaged you and was like, I was really shocked because I I knew you were there with um, bucked up, and Uh I just thought, well, their athletes would know how to unload. So I was really right. surprised by that. And I, in my mind, I felt so bad when I mess it after I messaged you this, but cause I was just like, in my mind, I was thinking athletes, people who really like know the, Regularly in, yes. And I was like, who wouldn't know to unload from both sides? And I sent that to you. And then immediately I remembered my second day ever doing squats ever doing squats uh-huh like first off I was I didn't even want to go into the gym because one I thought lifting weights makes you look like a man. So this is Lindsay like <laughs> eight years ago right like weights equal me looking like a man. Oh
1: I'm so glad we're just, we're getting rid of that narrative <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: right. I was just like all cardio person, but my husband's trying to get me to lift weights. And I remember it was my second time ever doing a squat. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just looked and saw people do this in the gym. When you go there, people Mm -hmm. throw weight on their back and they they squat. So it was really funny because I walked up to a squat, squat rack that had the guy before hadn't unloaded at all. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll unload. And already I'm so embarrassed to even be in the weight section. I'm like, don't look at me. Nobody, like, I'm just going to sneak in and I'm going to sneak out. No one will ever know I was here. And I start unloading. But what do I do? Because I've never touched weights before in my life. Because you don't know. Because you don't know what you don't know. I unloaded from one side and I still remember that flip. Because there Uh was It's fast. It's fast and it's scary and that is a whole lot of weight to be flying through the air. Yes. It crashed and it it was so loud, literally the entire gym turned and knew Lindsay was there. Like I'm trying so desperately to (laughs) Oh, you got baptized by fire. I did (laughs) the gym. And so I learned, but a lot of people they just don't even think about it. If they've never really loaded a ton of weight before, if they've always done like preloaded stuff. Exactly. Because there's those gyms. What are they? That that purple gym. Everything's preloaded. Like you don't load your own bar ever. What is that called? With like the thumbs up or something like that? Power, not, I'm not. Uh, Planet, you know Fitness. Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness. There fit. you go. Yes. Somebody who has only experienced going there never loading their bar, they would have no idea.
1: And and on that note, I will give the girl who unloaded the squat rack the benefit of the doubt because we were all there as a group and there was three plates on each side of the bar. She was not the one that was squatting that weight that weight mm. was left there. So she probably has never squatted that amount of weight in her life. Didn't know, didn't realize it, didn't That's register. A good point. Just like what happened with you. Cause you came up to the squat rack already loaded. She came up to the squat rack already loaded and just started unloading it. Oh yeah. And so yes, she was an athlete and she was, um, you know, she was with our group, but she wasn't the one squatting those six plates. Yeah, and so same experience with you. You, you just you were just new to that, and unloaded somebody else's weights, and that's what
0: happened. That is such a good point because if you've never if you've never loaded that, you're right. You would have no idea. Exactly. Like if you've if you've squat you more than two plates from both sides uh-huh, at a time, right? Uh-huh. You would have
1: no idea. Exactly. If you squat more than two plates, you know, you know. But if you've only ever squatted one, it just it's not something that clicks with. Yeah clicks with you. So anyway, I I give her the benefit of the doubt on that. So it was just an accident. It was an accident.
0: Accidents happen. One hundred percent. But they have consequences. And in the gym, (laughs) in the gym it really sucks. I think I I saw a girl um break her toe unloading um oh shoot. It was in the gym. She sat there for almost an hour by the leg press. I wanted to go up and oh, ask no. her like, are you okay? But her boyfriend was with her and he was kind of tending to her. But I watched her drop a 45 on her toe.
1: Oh, when you when you slide it off. and She slid mm-hmm. it
0: off of the leg press and she didn't have a good grip and it just slipped. And I watched... Slipped. I mean, we're talking about two feet down right on her toe. Oh, and she just yeah. dropped. And I'm like, that is a lot of weight, which... Um, I also think you bring up a really good point that we've got to, for those of us who load more, we've got to unload. Exactly. Don't give it to, to somebody else. Who's not used to loading that much weight. Don't get,
1: because that could, that alone can prevent accidents is if you take care of your own weights, because you know how to handle that amount of weight, you can prevent that, that amount of weight that you were working with. To someone else who's not used to working that
0: amount of weight. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then also just not even being afraid to ask for help in the gym. That one is huge. True, true. I feel like people walk in and they they think that those who go to the gym a lot are just like these hardcore, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, if yes, you really yes, know us, you know. Yes. If you really know us, you know how much like... We just love what we do. And you get a question. I'm sure you're the same way, Amy. If somebody asks you a question of how to use a machine or can you help me unload, you would be like, oh my gosh, happy day. Yay. Yes, I'll help you.
1: Exactly. It's like somebody asking you to talk about your favorite thing. It's like, yes, I would love to help you and talk about my favorite
0: thing with you. Yes. And seriously, I almost everybody in the gym is the same way. If they're in there every single day, they love what they're doing. And if you have a question, they will love to help you. Even if it's unload this, can you help me unload this?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's how I learned how to use equipment at the gym when I was brand new to it too, is I would go ask people and everybody that I asked was always so, so nice. Even those big, huge ginormous bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Those guys are generally like the biggest, softest teddy bears you will it's meet so in the gym. It's so true. They're happy it to help you. so
0: true. I was talking to somebody, they brought that up and they brought those, you know, gym bros up or whatever, and whatever name you want to call them. And I was like, when you talk to them though, they're like the sweetest, kindest they really are. people. Like they really are, yes, it is so funny once in a while, they'll be taking a picture of themselves or checking out their abs or whatever, but don't let that deceive you because they will- Not at all. Seriously help you so much with whatever you need. Absolutely. I feel like the gym is so much more of a safe place than what people realize.
1: And I think that comes from their own, because when you go to the gym, and you are nervous and you feel insecure, a lot of your insecurities are like your perception is your reality. And so you can portray, you you know, your insecurities and your discomfort and say, Oh, everybody's looking at me or they they're mean and stuff because, because you feel that way or you feel out of place. But as soon as you, you know, get comfortable and get to know people, then you realize, Oh my gosh, I was, everybody's, everybody here is so nice. And I was, I was wrong. You know, I've had that same thing too, where you're just like, Oh my gosh, you feel, you just, I I say that from my own
0: experience. 100%. I truly believe that majority of people are so good. And if we just can communicate Mm -hmm. that you, you quickly spot it today. I came home and was talking to Alex about this today because there was this, uh, man at the gym who. Was waiting for a bench, and he was standing. And probably he had like a big bag, because and so he was kind of taking up a lot of room. And he was standing in what I would deem as kind of a place that was in the way. He was standing right in front of the squat rack, or not the squat mm-hmm. rack, the the dumbbell rack. Oh yeah. And so people were having a really hard time getting around him, mm-hmm. and. To get their dumbbells and stuff. And I could tell that there were some people who were getting frustrated and he's just standing there waiting for a, a bench. And I was thinking, do you know what? I really doubt that that guy is standing there thinking, I'm just going to get in. Intentionally. I'm just going to get in everybody's way today. <laughs> like, Right. Nobody's doing that. Some days I think, like, I know I do stupid things all the time because genuinely I'm thinking about something else. My mind exactly. is somewhere else distracted. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to get in people's way. And I feel like that's, that's how it is. And like, I like telling myself stories of what if he just lost his job and he's just standing there, like not (laughs) even thinking, like he's just standing there thinking, how am I going to like pay for my children's food? And I just want to get to the gym to feel good. And Alex is laughing at this whole elaborate story that I've made up in my mind about this guy, because I feel like, it's Brene Brown says this all the time. She says, people are hard to hate up close. Yes. When we really know what's going on, people are just good. Do you know what,
1: Lindsay, that is so funny that you do the same thing is because I do the same thing too. I try, I I create these like well, what's going on in their life that's causing them to act this way? Like if I say hi mm-hmm. to somebody and they just kind of blow it off and think, oh, were they, did they just have a conversation that was making them distracted? Or do they have, or do they have to hurry and get somewhere? It's like, yeah. put yourself in, in their shoes, give them the benefit of the doubt, create a story per se of what <laughs> yeah. they're going through.
0: <laughs> yeah. and And it's funny because whether it's real or not, this story that we tell ourselves, right? Whether it's real mm-hmm. or not, it makes me feel like I don't have to be angry or annoyed at somebody exactly.
1: else. You can empathize with people.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I don't want to go into the gym and think everybody's out to get me or everyone's trying to get in my way. And this is my, I feel like when we do that, we make people objects. Well, they're just in my way instead of making people a people, people. A person, yes. right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's going through stuff. That's, distracted because that guy standing in the way, he probably had no clue and was just thinking through his mind, like maybe I have to do this and this for my workout, just, yeah. you know, oblivious, oblivious. And some people are better at, you know, being aware of their surroundings and some people, and it de- can depend on the day too, of how much you have on your mind, but some people are not. And so I think, you know, if we would just sort of said, Hey, can we get it in the way he would be like, Oh yeah. So I'm I'm so sorry. I'll get out of your way.
0: Yep. 100%. And, and I love what you said about, um, the girl who, you know, took all of the weights off of one side. Like, yeah, you just give them the benefit of the doubt. She wasn't the one squatting. How in the world is she supposed to know? She and she could have stayed up late the night before
1: and had no sleep and was really tired and wasn't thinking Mm -hmm. like, I haven't talked to her a whole lot since the accident, but, um, but I, I, I'm creating those stories in my head of, you know, Accidents are, accidents. nobody would do that to somebody else on purpose. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what was going through her mind or her head, but it doesn't matter. It truly it really doesn't matter. Accidents are accidents and, and it's all okay. And it's, it helps us to just humanize other people, you know, make them, make them more real.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there was an element of excitement because you're all there in this really fun, cool gym. Exactly. I don't know what was going on. There, but. And
1: we were a little unfamiliar with the equipment too. I mean it was a new gym We were it was different type of equipment. I mean there's there's
0: lots of there's lots of things at play yeah there. yeah, exactly. But it is interesting this idea of you what those weights are scary though and we really do have to be careful (laughs) you
1: do need to respect them it's like the ocean it's beautiful and and it's wonderful and we love playing it but it's so powerful and you do have to have a level of respect for it because it is so powerful and with those weights too it's like yeah weightlifting is fun and and i love it and it makes you feel good and feel strong but you have to respect the weights you have to be careful you have to you know do your best to in what in what uh, knowledge or ability you have to you know think about others and, and keep it safe
0: yeah exactly so main takeaway those of us who lift heavier unload your own don't <laughs> don't put it on somebody else to unload the racks your mama unload. taught
1: you to clean up after yourself so just yes. clean up after
0: yourself <laughs> just just do it it's always so funny in the gym to look around there's these There's a few girls in the gym, well, women, they're not girls, they're women, that I watch them kind of like rearranging the dumbbells and I'm like, oh, that Mm -hmm. used to be me. I gave up a long time ago, but it's so cute to watch them like that. The 20s are marked here. I'm gonna rearrange. Like, why can't everybody do this? There's like there's 20, 25. It's like marked, but they're rearranging. And I always laugh. Yeah. I always (laughs) laugh about that. But yeah, I gave up on that years ago.
1: Yeah, you can only do so much. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, Amy, I'm so excited to have you on here. It was fun chatting. It was fun. Talking about your experience, both experiences. Thanks so much, Lindsay. It was an honor to be on here with you. You are awesome. So I'm gonna um in the show notes, guys, go down there. You'll be able to follow Amy down there. And she is just you're a joy. I love (laughs) people like you in the fitness industry. I love it because you keep it fun. Your reels are hilarious. And then keep it real. Yeah, you keep. Oh, good one. You keep it real. You're <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Amy. Thank you, Lindsay. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram at Lifting Lindsay, or you can visit my website, liftinglindsay.com to sign up for my waitlist for coaching. I only work off of my waitlist. So if you guys want to, you've got to get on that. And then as soon as there's an opening, I'll blast out an email or text and you can sign up. It is first come first serve, but until there are openings, you can always sign up for my app, the Lifting Lindsay app, where you get optimized training.